Hey, it's me, Rod Morgan, longtime listener and semi-professional host of the Morganino Podcast, a pop culture, music, and entertainment podcast on the Morganino Podcast Network. Listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts? <laughs> Welcome to the Yowie Know Podcast, part of the Morgan You Know's podcasting network. You're in the ring with Jimmy and Rod. Rod, what are you hot about today? Well, Jimmy, what I'm hot about right now is Morgan You Know Podcast Network related and not okay. necessarily wrestling related. So I hope you will allow me a second here. But something has been gnawing at me, Jim. All right. The uh, Save the World draft that we did. Sure. I, Jimmy, made a mistake. This is not something I do very often on this podcast. Admit to being wrong. <laughs> But I made a, a big-time mistake, and I allowed someone to make a pick in that draft and someone to promote a team under false pretenses, and it's been eating at me ever since, Jimmy. Well, no, we, we stopped Roberts. He didn't pick the robot. That was, I mean, it was a ridiculous pick, but we, we stopped him from that. You're fine, dude. No, see, there's there was another mistake that was made, and then in the promotion of the episode, this person was allowed to have the mistake on their team, and I just think the horse is out of the barn at this point, and we can't actually fix it, but we need to call attention to it and to bring scorn upon this person. So I have a special surprise guest for you right now, Jimmy Jamariska. It is our guy, Chris King, because he has some things he has to answer for. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about me getting Jack the Ripper. Oh, okay, so it's not my fault. All right, good, 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 good. Okay, Chris, you're the dumb, you're the one that made the dumb pick, right? <laughs> I don't think my pick was dumb. And if if there was a pick that that needed to be reviewed, it's not one from my team. I I would make a an appeal that Roberts has another pick on his team that should be disallowed. But let me hear what you have a problem with. Okay, all right. So so Chris. Here is the thing about this draft. It was very, very specific. You needed to have at least one woman on your team. And yes, you picked a woman from a movie that you didn't even remember, but you still picked a woman from a movie, so great job. Okay? But then, you also had to pick a real-life person or someone who portrayed a real-life person in a movie. Chris, yours was real-life adjacent. <laughs> it was not a real person not even in the same state. Chris, you messed up. Listen, I know who you're talking about, and I would say this, that Dwayne The Rock Johnson portrayed a character based on a real person, and that's why I picked him. Whether or not his character... That's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to stop you right there. That is absolutely ridiculous. You got more than First I off, you, would, you came on to this podcast, and your immediate move was to deflect <laughs> blame and try to throw someone else under the bus, okay? Then you went to whataboutism, okay? So, boom, bam, bam, two quick deflections the minute you come on this podcast. Now you're saying you feel like you did nothing wrong, so clearly you're just admitting to being an absolute heel who's willing to cheat at Listen. any moment. Am I Am I wrong on any Listen, of those three Walking points? Tall is a remake of a movie of the same name based on the life of Let me of clear Buford something up right now for okay, anyone who might be lost here. No. Let me, let me clear something up. Let me clear something up just in case people are lost right now, all right? So, yes, you picked The Rock. That's what you said. You said you were picking The Rock for his portrayal as Buford Pusser. No, that's not who The Rock plays in Walking Tall. Buford Pusser is played by an actor named Joe Don Baker. <laughs> 
or you can have the real-life character Buford Pusser. What you cannot have is The Rock for playing a former Marine who comes home to a Seattle area, Portland area, it's really kind of vague where he's at, hometown, and becomes a sheriff to clean up the streets of drugs. That His is name not is Chris Buford Vaughn, Pusser. Dude. Chris Vaughn in the movie. You said I'm pay- picking Buford Pusser, played by The Rock in Walking Tall. You got everything wrong with that except for the movie's name. Everything. <laughs> Chris, for God's sakes. Listen. Come on. I love you, bud. I love you. I know Walking Tall is a movie with The Rock that is a remake of another movie of the same name that is based on the real-life character and real-life person, Buford Pusser. So... The Rock. The original Walking Tall takes place a in the regular state, based on a real life no. person. Just because they so basically changed what the you're name, saying right now is you have no contrition. You're willing to admit listen, nothing. Even if you guys okay, don't so give you, me, yeah, you're just even even if you don't give me the Rock, and I take the real life Buford Pusser, my team is still way way better than the majority of the other teams on on this list. Even even if I have the ridiculous. majority. Yeah, you, there may. Be, so you're better than three teams. Two other teams. I'm, you're better than two I other really teams. think that I have teams. the best team, but I'm willing. You're the second best team or the first best? <laughs> Whoa. Okay, like like Listen, Roberts. No, Roberts tried no to cheat to right off the puff. bat, and then you guys still let him cheat when he picked a superhero for his team for his first pick. He tried to pick a robot. We didn't let him through, but then we let him go ahead and pick a superhero. And I he picked Neo. I think Neo is a superhero, and that wasn't allowed. That's enough. This is an incredible heel turn by you here. This is an incredible heel turn by you here to just absolutely not cop to anything, to continue to try to shift blame. This is an absolute incredible heel turn here. I have a guy. No. I have have a guy who picks serial killers for his team trying trying to push me down. And I have a guy whose team is much more suited to be members of maximum male models than an apocalyptic world-saving team. Whoa. Listen to you trying to throw to wrestling to get off of the scent here. This is absolutely like ridiculous. There's the one thing you're not taking into account here is no uh, offense to the Pusser family members that may be listening <laughs> to this podcast and thank you for being wrestling fans. We appreciate but if you. you go to the real life Buford Pusser and not Dwayne the Rock Johnson on your team, that's significantly a worse team, Chris. I can't believe that you would stand here and try to portray that as some sort of fact that even if you substitute the actor Joe Don Baker or the real Buford Pusser, that your team is as good as the one that had the I would be, I ridiculous. would be willing to say that the real-life Buford Pusser is probably better equipped to handle stressful situations than what the actor Dwayne Johnson is. I mean, you may be making my team stronger. Here's a guy that took it upon himself to make his town better, went out and, and ran for sheriff, became law enforcement, cleaned up his town, and, and was willing to sacrifice his life in reality. That is a true American hero, and I would be proud to have him on my team. Wow. Jimmy, this is a heel turn. Uh, Clearly, we're not going to get anywhere with this. We got, we like, got, we, we got to move on. <laughs> that, first of all, that was beautiful to be like, no, I'm an American, man. I like people. Okay, Chris, uh, thank you for that. So we've got a lot to talk about. This is actually the Yeah We Know podcast, part of the Marino Podcasting Network. 
Uh, we are talking about professional wrestling, and we can actually call it professional wrestling now because Triple H is in charge. And one thing, Rod, that we have noticed these past uh, couple of weeks here is the wrestling in world wrestling entertainment has been focused focused on so much more than it has in the past. We've seen some good matches, and I want to go right to it right now. That Gunther Nakamura match on SmackDown was hard-hitting. They had a lot of fun with it. Uh, the end kind of came a little quick, but other than that, I thought it was a fantastic matchup overall. Can I, I mean, can I, can I do a slight, can I do a slight pushback here? Clarification, point of clarification before I join you on the, on the big time uh, fan bus of that match. How exactly did Gunther's arm get hurt? I remember him at one point grabbing and favoring the arm, but how exactly did it get hurt? Uh, Nakamura had him in a, uh, in an arm bar type uh, move, I believe for a while. So that hurt, I believe. All right, so the, so the, so the one arm bar from Nakamura has the the ring general's arm. That I gotta hurt. figure All that right. out. Maybe uh, I, I thought know, dude, that was like I had years. heard it was a previous I mean. injury that he was taking advantage of. Isn't that what they okay, said? Let's go. Cole. You know what? Chris is right on so many things, Rod. I think we we uh, we agree with him on this, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> the match was... was fabulous. You're right about that. It was such an exciting match. It's one of those matches that you you remember. This is why I started liking this thing in the first place. It was this that drew my eye as a young lad, and I like seeing grown men hit each other. This is what we want to see, and Triple H has given us a whole bunch of good TV matches these days. In addition to that one, we also had from Raw, we had the Lashley-Champa match, which no one really thought Champa was going to win. But then he wore the Harley race robe. And then all these kickouts, all these, oh, oh he could have won, could have won, could have won. He didn't win. I still think it was a fantastic finish. Really good ending. Lashley in the U.S. title up at the top right now. Same with the IC title. Champa really not hurt by that. I thought that was, uh, I thought that was well done, Rod. The, well, I don't have much experience with the black heart of, uh, sure. of Ciampa, and sure. uh, I, I really did enjoy that match. He's one of those guys, right, that it doesn't matter if you're a little bit smaller. If you can do certain things and make me believe it, and it doesn't hurt that Ciampa looks absolutely chiseled out of stone. So, I mean, that absolutely certainly helps his overall thing. But that was a real impressive match out of him, man. I mean, you know I call Bobby Lashley right now the white, hot, baby-faced Bobby Lashley. Sure. And Ciampa comported himself really well in that match, and you're absolutely right. That's the textbook definition of Ciampa lost, but he gained something. We're going to get to a white-hot baby face here in a second, but Chris, what did you think about those two matches that really do put those secondary titles in, a, in an upper echelon? We need that, especially if your champion isn't going to be wrestling as much. The more I see Nakamura wrestle, the more I like him. He is phenomenal. He does phenomenal work in the ring. And I have definitely been a Lashley fan since I came back into the fold as a fan, and he has done nothing but continue to impress me. Uh, he's exactly the type of guy you want to see in the ring. I like to see him hold on to the U.S. title for a while, have a good solid run, because I enjoy every match that he's been involved in. Well, of course you like seeing him hold on to the title, because as you portrayed at the beginning of this podcast, you're the true American. But I'm not entirely sure that you're allowed to like Bobby Lashley, the white hot baby face with the heel turn you put on at the beginning of this podcast, Chris. <laughs> Chris is more of a Miz fan, right? Oh. No, not really. Uh, one of my friends, one of my friends, oh, go ahead. <laughs> one of my friends texted me and says, he remains with the opinion that if Shinsuke Nakamura ever decided to pay attention, he'd just be the best wrestler in history. And I think that's a, a pretty good point there. When Nakamura really focuses in and wants to have a great match, he does have a great match, Chris. So that's a good call on that. One thing that I do want to talk a little bit about is a lot of the new, oh, the white hot baby face. Okay. 
Rod, this is all you. I'm going to put it on a tee. <laughs> How excited were you when Drew McIntyre's mystery partner ran down to the ring? You know what? I actually, I got to admit, I didn't know the music offhand, but yeah, then of when either <laughs> when, when either Michael Cole yelled it or then they, I saw who it was, I was like, oh, all right, yeah, cool in the gang, man. I always liked Madcap Moss. I thought he was completely useless in the role they had him with Happy Corbin, and the breakup was okay, fine, but now where were we going to go with Madcap? And you're going to need the main a couple event, other, apparently. Yeah, you're going to need a couple of other baby faces. You really are because you're maybe, you know, we're going to see people, a few more people maybe playing heel that weren't playing heel before. So you're going to need some baby faces. Why not Madcap? I was into it. Yeah, I thought that went, I thought that was a surprise. And if you want new people to be in these spots, you have to be okay with them putting new people in these spots. You can't be like, oh, who cares about him? Yeah. Hey, no one cares because they haven't done anything with them. I mean, they, they had a good run with Happy Corbin. I'll give him that. But that really got old quickly. So hopefully we see them you know, continue to move his character on. Do we need to change his name back to Riddick Moss? He was Riddick Moss for a while in NXT or was Madcap fine. I think I'm all right with Madcap. Well, I mean, hopefully we're past the days where he can just go by Moss, right? Or Madcap. That was always Vince's solution. One last name, just give him yeah. one name. It's one name only, right, Chris? Uh, Chris, does that help, you know, the older people like Vince and like yourself? Does that help you remember <laughs> who they are? You, I don't think it matters. because Hit row. Oh, because I keep saying Austin Theory, and you guys keep correcting me that it's just Theory. So I, I mess up either way. <laughs> so Hit row. Um, I know you guys have no idea who Hit Row is, correct? I knew of them, right? No I knew idea. that they were kind yeah. of a big deal in NXT, and I remember that they were in the draft, right, Jimmy? They were in the draft. Yeah, they I got don't drafted. Seeing much out of them. Um, one of the uh, one of their guys is in uh, AEW right now, uh, the original. Uh, so, uh, yeah, they're they're back. I thought when they were in NXT, they had a pretty good act but they needed a lot more seasoning i think i'm still of that opinion but again if you want new people involved you got to be okay with new people being involved and we've got to give them a little run i like the fact that they just face two jobbers we need to see that for the next three or four weeks moving forward before they face people we actually know still lower on the rung but people we actually know i think we got to get new mid carters, so I understand, right? But I'm going to go ahead and, like, I'm going to do a new thing here, Jimmy. I'm going to put somebody on notice, all right? Hit row, uh -oh. I know you just came back, but you're on notice. I think you guys could wow. get real annoying to me real fast. Like, I'm almost to the point where I'd rather see maximum male models, who Chris was trying to shout down earlier in this podcast, over what I think Hit Row may bring to me. Now, I'm going to be open enough to allow them to bring something to me, but I could see how they would get real annoying for me real quick. So I would I would think that we're going to see a lot more of uh, you know of those types of matches moving forward, especially and we didn't get to this yet and it actually might have been bearing the lead here. Uh, Chris, uh, having Drew McIntyre off of uh, all the house shows this weekend because of a back injury is that a good thing or a bad thing for the main event scene in WWE? I think it's a bad thing. I think having him be a consistent face on weekly shows has been. A good thing. Uh, I've become a Drew McIntyre fan in the last month or so when I really wasn't at the beginning of the year. Um, I like seeing him multiple times a week. I think that's good for wrestling. 
Jimmy, yeah, I used to take shots at McIntyre every once in a while. I'm sorry yep. to jump in here, buddy, yep. but I'd no, take shots at McIntyre every once in a while where I would say, well, really, his character is just that he's big and he has a sword, right? And at least now yes. with his, I want to represent the company, Roman's a part-timer, right? That's that's a storyline, but it maybe also can be an entrance to a new character where we don't have to carry the sword and we don't, you know, maybe we get something new out of him because of this. So I like it, but an injury to him, that worries me because we talk so often, at least I do, I keep ringing the drum that Randy Orton is out. And yep. that Big E is out, you know what I mean? And that Cody, Cody Rhodes is, is out. out. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I okay. Clash of the Castle is until nine three. So we've got a few weeks. I'm not that concerned. I think if God himself came down and tried to kill McIntyre, he would get through God to get to um to get to Clash of the Castle. Okay. That would be God's second match in WWE for those uh, <laughs> uh but another thing that happened that I thought was a really interesting character development on SmackDown. Ronda Rousey comes back, Rod and Chris, and Chris will go to you on this. Ronda Rousey comes back, says, you want my fine? Here's my fine, throws the money all over. She puts herself into the Baszler um, uh, contract signing there, Baszler and Morgan contract signing there. I liked how that went. I thought that was pretty cool. How about you? Yeah, no, I thought it was nice. Like She went out there and was like, here's my fine. I went ahead and doubled it. I'm sure it's not going to be the last time. Like she was going right into it, and I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good little turn. Jimmy, you want to know Robbie? what I loved about that contract signing? What is it was the only time that I was kind of like, all right, I'm ready for this contract signing. Do you want to know why? Okay. What was okay. what was missing from that contract signing, Jimmy? I no, know. Adam Pierce. No Adam uh, Pierce, no okay. WWE official in the okay. ring. We haven't okay. seen a lot of Adam Pierce on TV, right? We've seen him yeah. come down and break up fights, right? And, and they still refer to his WWE official, but that was a little thing that went off in the back of my head. And the first time that we were going to bring something like this up where I thought I could get it in, I wanted to get that in uh, in, in your head as well. I, I wonder if we might be seeing a switch of Adam Pierce being on the TV as much in his official role here soon. So Regal really wasn't on TV that much in NXT when uh, Triple H was in charge of that. They brought him on from time to time to do really big things, and maybe that's what they'll do. You know, he's not going to be a bad guy. He's not going to be a good guy. He's just going to be the guy in charge that we need uh, there uh, from time to time. So let's go back to Raw. I know we've kind of gone back and forth, but is the week in, in wrestling recap. And uh, we, we may have to say goodbye to somebody, Rod. Uh, Ezekiel got killed. Uh, Kevin Owens <laughs> said, oh, wait, I'm Kevin Owens now. I'm going to come out, and I'm going to murder Ezekiel. I think we might be done with this uh, this storyline, and also Elias might have to grow his beard back out. I was going to say, how long is he going to be out? Long enough to grow a beard? Is that how long Ezekiel is going to be About three to out? four months, right, for that long of a beard? Or maybe for three to four days for him. For me, it'd be three or four years. But, yeah, what do you think? Do you think, uh, you think we've seen the last of him? Or is he going to be maybe that mid-card guy who loses more? I mean, I guess you, you always can use those guys, but I, what I would go is defer to you here on this, right? Kevin Owens has not really been this guy since I've been back, yeah. but I understand through watching other uh, WWE programming and documentaries, shout out to the WWE channel on Peacock, that this definitely was an arc in his storyline up till now. So should I be excited for uh, for heel KO? Because uh, we, we, we know how much I lean towards heels on this podcast. You should be pumped. Watch what he did in his debut in the WWE and NXT 
when Sami Zayn won the championship and his best friend in real life for decades has been Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens comes out. They all celebrate. The whole locker room's out there. They celebrate. And then he power bombs him against the apron and he becomes the heel, Kevin Owens. And then what happened when Kevin Owens was a champion and John Cena had the United States uh, Championship Challenge? Kevin Owens comes down and says, I have my prize. I'm a prize fighter. Steps on the U.S. title and then beats Cena once. So, uh, yeah, you are going to love Kevin Owens as a badass. You can well, tell I kind of like it too. I'm excited. I mean, him and Rollins had a a budding friendship, right? Where then KO got mad at Seth Rollins for uh for saying disparaging things about him and sort of turning on him. So I mean, you know, heel versus heel, that could be that could be just a, my brain would explode at that point because I have a lot of respect for KO. It was nice to see him back. What do you think, Chris? You like uh, you like bad KO or you like funny KO? You say funny KO, I am muting you right now. <laughs> no, That's no. That's the only th- power I have. I thought it's it, literally the only power I have over you. I'm sorry. I thought it was great. I like badass KO. I thought that was a great little, uh, a, a better use of him than whatever stupid show that they used to have him doing. So, no, I enjoyed it, and I'm excited to see more. Uh, and speaking of excited for more things, I got to ask you guys a question. So, we know... Vince isn't in creative anymore. It's Triple H's show. And I keep hearing this name yes. show up quite a bit. And people are talking okay. about him coming okay. back. And I'm trying to figure out who he is and should I be excited. Because, you know, I've been out of the game for a while. Just got back into it. So, tell me, who is Bray Wyatt? Should I be excited that he may come back? Okay, so Bray Wyatt is... His name is Wyndham Rotunda. Uh, Mike Rotunda, IRS, is his father. Bo Dallas, who used to be in in wrestling, is is his brother. And he came in the WWE as Husky Harris. He was a... He basically played the fat guy uh, in the NXT version uh, when they were in WWE. Was kind of a nothing. He was in one Royal Rumble as Husky Harris got thrown out. Well, then he developed his character. And he was always really good on the microphone. And he came up with this character, Bray Wyatt. Um, Chris, I know you were probably in your what twenties or thirties when this movie came out, so you'll remember it. <laughs> uh, Cape, Cape Fear with Robert De Niro. Yep, you remember Cape Fear. Yep. The character he—he's played... actually more familiar with the Gregory Peck original. <laughs> <laughs> that was the joke, and I effed it up. That's why you're the—that's why it's the Morgan You Know Podcasting Network. Um, he plays that character. He played that character when he first came out, down to the hat and the Hawaiian shirt. He sat in a rocking chair and was kind of a cult leader. And people really got behind him. He called them the Fireflies. Everyone would have their lighters on when he came out. He had the fantastic music uh, by, uh, by a band. I have no idea who they are, but a really great music to come out to. Was always good in the ring, but there always was this, they didn't take him all the way. Um, Wait a minute. They let him interact with The Rock at a WrestleMania. Oh, no. Well, yes, but then The Rock beat Rowan in three seconds. Okay, so they did interact. They didn't let him go all the way to the WWE. Um, he was the champion, but he was only champion for a minute. Um, and, and then they kind of repackaged him, and he became the Fiend. But didn't okay. Randy Orton kill him? Uh, there was a lot of deaths in the Bray Wyatt. Yeah, he, he like, burned his chair or whatever. Um, and then... So he became the fiend, and the fiend was unstoppable until Goldberg randomly beat him in Saudi Arabia and just ruined his whole gimmick. Now, yeah, he did. The fiend did not have very good <laughs> matches. Okay, the fiend was uh, there were a lot of red uh, lights uh, when the fiend wrestled. Uh, he had one of the worst Hell in a Cells ever with with Seth Rollins, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna go. Uh, whoa, storytelling whoa, on that. whoa, yeah. whoa! Oh yeah, no, whoa, no, 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 watch whoa, it, watch whoa. it. It's horrible, dude. 
There was a disqualification. I'm not going to allow any Seth Rollins slander here. You're talking about Bray Wyatt, and you're just going to throw random strays at my guy? No, Seth Rollins did fine. Hey, if you're damn right, he did fine, Jimmy. (laughs) If you're giving crap, that's all you can do, right? So yes, I think you should care about this. I do not know if he's coming back or not. It would be very big because they do need more main event talent, and he would be somebody who would go right to the main event, whether it's as the Fiend or as Bray Wyatt. I'm assuming it would probably be back to Bray Wyatt. Listen, if he comes back, that's fine. I'm excited for it. The, the opening music was cool. People putting yep. their cell phones in the air with the fireflies. It was cool. You know what I mean? The, the 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 bearded follower guys that can come along. You know what I mean? Maybe Elias can join up with them this time. Maybe Elias did join with them before. I don't know. I wasn't around. But what sure. I would say is Alexa Bliss has finally stopped carrying Lily to the ring. Can we please leave her out of it if he does come back? Yep. No, she's, I, I think that. I think that. That had to, yeah, that's gone. So uh, that, that was, was the thing that it's not a big deal. We need only have that whole segment, but seeing Alexa Bliss come out to the ring without Lily a couple times in a row is finally like, yes, thank God. Okay. So someone else that you may or may not want to care about, gentlemen. Uh, at the end of Raw was weird because Styles won his match. It was kind of strange. It was Styles and, and the Miz, and why was that the main event of Raw? You think something huge is going to happen? Because Miz was passing the torch to Styles as the new Miz, who just of wrestles with everybody and gets him over for weird reasons. Of course he does. And there was a, I mean, that was a really good match, honestly, between the two. Had a, it was. That was one of the better matches that Miz has had because you yes. gave the Miz a bunch of crap one time on this episode, and he deserved yeah, it. And you were he right. Did. He was good in that match. And you know, he hit Styles in the face with the chair, which was kind of cool. Um, but then all of a sudden you're so throughout the whole show of raw, you notice there was like a car wreck and there was something else that was weird that was happening. And I missed then, the car wreck. Jimmy, I heard, I heard them make mention of the car wreck that yeah. or somebody else did. And I, I missed well, it. it. Was, what even it was in the background. So you really, it was like someone was giving an interview and you saw it in the background and this is playing off of stuff that happened in NXT. And I'm not going to get into the whole thing cause I don't know the whole thing, but I know, I, I know the bits and pieces of it. Uh, but anyway, so they have this guy that the security's grabbing, and you really can't see him. And his 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 hood comes down for one one second. They're like, "That's Dexter Loomis. <gasps> That's got to be Dexter Loomis." And then th- they they went off. So Dexter Loomis, who was fired, got re-signed, and he is got great facial expressions. He is comedy is pretty good with him. He's just not there in the ring. And the thing that made him. A star was his program with Indy Hartwell, uh, who is an NXT, and they they had this whole marriage thing with Johnny Gargano was involved, and there was some really good back and forth there. Um, they thought that Dexter Loomis was a serial killer at one point. He had a big knife in his coat, uh, but I, there was some good stuff that happened. I just don't know if we need to care too much right now about him. We'll see what happens. Also, listeners, drink. Jimmy just mentioned Johnny Gargano, another one of our categories to make you drink at this point. I've only said actually like six times instead of 20. Thank you very much. Well, yes. I was going to say, I wouldn't even call you out on that one, but your, your boy Johnny Gargano gets mentioned all the time by you recently. I love me some Johnny Gargano. Happy birthday, by the way. 35 years old today. Listen to you. You're, you're always applying to become the president of the fan club. Next time they need one, we're going to get that. behind your candidacy. So, uh, and then finally, finally, just real quick, uh, Dewdrop was, uh, had an interview, and I guess that they have had discussions about maybe changing her name. Uh, I think that would be a probably a good idea because Dewdrop Dewdrop is fine but Piper Niven was kind of kind of better I think what do you guys yeah Dewdrop's ridiculous it's a ridiculous name it's ridiculous that we still have to think about Eva Marie who basically was a wrestler who never wrestled like yeah let's just move on because I like I like Dewdrop's work in the ring and see now I'm calling her Dewdrop Piper I like Piper's work in the ring yeah Chris what do you think about uh, Piper Dewdrop Niven I do not like the name Dewdrop (laughs) at all okay I'm glad that it'll go back to Piper thank you Jimmy, are we going to touch on the women's tag team tournament here, or do you have it set up for another segment? Uh, 
We, I mean, we had we had a couple of matches in there. Um, I wasn't going to really hit it yet because it's we still got a little ways to go. But if you want to talk about it, you can for sure. Well, let me let me just let me just get one thought in here, right? Oh we yeah, all know, I'm sorry, you did want yeah, my bad. We all know that we are going to see the two new Bailey uh, cohorts, right? They were probably going to end up being called Control at some point. We think, right, instead of the Party Crashers, which is by far a better name that we coined on this podcast, trademark yep. the Morgan, you know, podcast network. Yeah, we know in the ring with Jimmy and Rod, but. I have to admit the NXT team does intrigue me a little bit now because I did some further inspection and I realized that one of the few times I'd flipped by NXT recently, I saw a female match that included that Nikita Lyons and I was quite intrigued by her athletic ability, which seems to come out of nowhere because she's a bit KO-ish, I guess would would be a way that I could say that without sounding too terrible. But I liked a lot of what I saw out of her. So her and that other team, man, maybe maybe they're going to surprise because I do not care about Raquel Rodriguez, and it also seems that they're going to be trying to keep making her be a thing in this tournament. Yeah, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna have them maybe go to the finals. Kind of like Aaliyah, though. So I, I, I was like, all right, the big and the small of it. I, let's let's okay. go, I guess. But I, Raquel Rodriguez, the whole you make fun of this all the time, Jimmy. They just tell them to smile, and that's clearly what smile. they told her. Got to smile. So this week on Raw, we have Lashley versus AJ for the first time, I believe, ever. So that's going to be a terrific match. And that might be the main event again, Chris. Is that, uh, does that uh, do anything for you there? Yeah, I'll watch that. I'll always watch Lashley, but I think Lashley versus Styles would be a good show. Riddle will be back to talk about some things. According to Seth Rollins, he's going to say, bro, a lot. So uh, that'll be good for... Wait a minute. Are you there. trying to make fun of Seth Rollins again right now, Jimmy? No, I was making fun of... Riddle, because he's probably going to say okay. a lot. I'm just, I'm just saying, you're towing the line tonight. Calm you were towing the line tonight. Uh, Chris got me all fired up with his complete garbage at the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> Alexa Bliss and Asuka versus Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop Piper Niven will be another uh, matchup that we have. That will do it for Raw. Anything before we say our goodbyes today, gentlemen? No, let's do uh, let's do Alexa and Asuka proud there, all right? Because I kind of like Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop, right? It's unfortunate that these two are coming up against each other, but that's just how it works in these tournaments sometimes. But like, let's let's do Alexa and Asuka proud here because you, I like the angle we seem to be playing up, where it's like one side of the women's roster against another side. So I, I like that. So let's make sure that we're going somewhere with that. And Dexter Loomis, I wondered. You said serial killer. I was like Dexter yep. serial killer show is the first thing I thought about. So to hear you then say he's good at comedy, I was like, oh. All right, intriguing. Yeah, uh, he was one of the people I was going to pick for my team, but uh, only one serial killer allowed on the uh, on the best <laughs> team in the Morning Knows draft. Uh, you have been listening to the Yeah We Know podcast, part of the Morning You Knows podcasting network. You're in the ring with Jimmy and Rod. And you, yeah, we know listeners that were subjected to all of that talk about the Morgan, you know, podcast draft. Just go back and listen to the episode. It's well worth your time. It's quite entertaining. And you will absolutely see how much complete garbage that one Chris King just spewed at you when he came on this podcast about his team being better than my team, about his team being second best. All of this stuff is complete falsehoods. And I'm very proud at the way I comported myself and not just turning this into a scream fest a la Skip Bayless, Stephen A. Smith. Chris, it's your gimmick. Take us home. If you want to say anything else, you can too. Goodbye, Internet.